So welcome to Women of PBE. Um, you are joined with Emily. Unfortunately, Madison can't join with us today, um, but this is PBE from our perspective. So we have the much-awaited uh, two guests joining us today, family therapies, Blowpop and Dr. K. So welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Thanks. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. That's okay. It's, I think we've spoken about this for longer than um, <laughs> the podcast is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, we, we set up this uh, schedule. I mean, so today is the 12th and you posted the schedule thing in your Discord on the 3rd of April. So this has been like <laughs> 40 days out or something. Long time coming. Yeah. I mean, I feel really bad because this is our ninth episode and I think when we put out hey this is what we're doing I got um, a message from Blow Pop so you were one of my first people to ask or say hey I can uh, be interviewed so it's nine seasons and uh, nine episodes we're here now <laughs> it's all good <laughs> we also have like the two clear most listened to podcasts so to some extent this is the single most anticipated podcast episode that will come out for quite some time there you go. it's fun I think so um yeah it'd be it's pretty um crazy that both podcasts have just like shot off which is great honestly we didn't mm -hmm. expect yeah, um yeah. women of pve to be so good and i'm assuming you guys didn't expect same feels either <laughs> uh, not at all so. i i knew the people would love me oh there it is <laughs> uh, yeah okay <laughs> So I know when you guys joined or started or rather opened your Discord, um, something came up and I don't even know, it was a joke somebody made. I was like, actually, no, seriously, that would be such a great idea to have a podcast, the podcast series. <laughs> so um, we got us all in a group chat and thought, yep, this is what we'll do. So I guess, um, gentlemen, did you want to start off with what your draft process was? For everybody listening, we haven't discussed this at all. This is yeah. the first time we're all looking learning about it. Yeah, this is the first time pulling back the curtain to see what the strategy of each team was. Yeah. Um, and for extra context for everybody, we took the Discord user bases of their podcast channel and our podcast channel, mm -hmm. and then we just put them all in a big bucket. And there's a lot of overlap there, but out of that big bucket of everybody, then we each made a team. Mm -hmm. Um one of the other rules was you have to draft yourself. Yeah. Uh, so there were a lot of pitchers. Like, well, that's what I thought. There were going to be a lot of pitchers. Yeah. There seemed to be a lot of pitchers. Or I guess I guess a more a more accurate way to describe it is out of all of the TPE out of everybody, mm. a ton of it was focused into pitchers. Yeah. Like out of the pitchers that we have, there's a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, one of the first things that I said to Doc when we were drafting was we should prioritize specifically Tom Shu because when we looked at the the pool of available talent, Tom Shu lists himself as a first slash third or the other way around. I don't know what it is. Yeah, one. But three. after yeah, but after him, the gap between the best first or third baseman down to the next one is a huge bucket a huge canyon so it's huge <laughs> yeah so we, we just took him not because he was the highest tpe because he was the least replaceable yeah. 
That was kind of our strategy <laughs> through the whole thing was, you know, check out who's available in the pool, what do we need, but then trying to get the best value at each pick to get good positions. So, like, women of PBE, for instance, took Walker Cato, clear-cut number one overall pick because a starter pitcher, highest TP of everybody. Uh, then after that, we went with Tom Shu and then tried to get another, uh, the next best starting pitcher. So we took VV Zeman, for instance. Yeah. And I also kept pushing this strategy to Doc that was like a little cutthroat. And I was just like, well, <laughs> they don't have many pitchers yet. So why don't we take two so they get stuck with worse pitchers than us? <laughs> so I was playing like resource denial the whole time. It was kind of rude, but hey, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair strategy. Yep. Um, and yeah, fair strategy. So we had created a bit of a top priority, et cetera. Um, yep, Walker Kato being on there, mm-hmm. the essential coin flip, um, AKA Dr. K putting us first on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Walker Kato. And then our second one was Tom Shu. Missed out on that one. Um, so we kind of just went ranked highest in TPE. So Madison put a list together of what um, she wanted and then because I was the one being able to do the draft process, it was more of a, well, that person's unavailable, so what can I do instead? Um, and, yeah, definitely a lot of people we wanted were taken, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I did get Herbie Farnworth. So I know that yeah. he said in Family Therapy um, Discord, I don't want to play for Emily's team. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it would have been funny to get both Tom um, and Herbie Farnworth yeah, just no. to have, you know, some family conflict, but no <laughs> dice. Well, you guys could have let that happen. Just saying. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, that was kind of our process was just highest TPE and, yeah, positions available. So, yeah. yeah but I mean, then we thought we had a huge amount of pitch, it, like just pitches in general, and then had to clone, um, yeah. Booze Gooser. Oh, I can't even remember. Goose Gooser. Yeah, I don't remember if it's yeah. Booze Gooser or Booze yeah, Gooser. Yeah, I was just like, I'm going to say this the wrong way. <laughs> booze Goose, something or other. Uh, but it's think, B-O-O-Z-E, isn't it? That's the one that we have written down. Yeah, I just don't so know like if we in written... Australia, that would be pronounced Booze. Right. Yeah, I just, I just don't know if we put it on the roster sheet correctly. I, can, I don't <laughs> no. know if the right one is Booze or... Yeah, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, either way. Either way, it's fine. But but another reason that we were, like, surprised at the shortage of pitching is um, we we just didn't really keep track of Emmy's player shifting from pitching Mm -hmm. to outfield, I think she is now, left field? Uh, Yeah, she was somewhere in the outfield, yeah. Also, is no longer Snufkin Nuiska Mukin and, and is instead <laughs> Kay Faraday, which is much more gentle on For the Sim friendly. <laughs> Sim friendly, that one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. As much as we love hearing the Simmers uh, mispronounce names. <laughs> well, not all of them. No, I there's get mad. one that does a really good job. I, I get mad when Sim announcers mispronounced 
Parker Beecham because I bought the certificate to mispronounce <laughs> Parker Beecham. That is supposed to be my exclusive right, and people are just stomping all over it. So, Jess, thank you for the certificate, and I'm sorry that the rest of the community is stomping on it. Not adhering to it. Uh, maybe you've just got to make a media article and say, Oi, uh, <laughs> this is mine. Hey, buckle up, kids. This is my turf. You could list names of who has mispronounced it, call them out, find them maybe. Yeah, get, or get, get at HO the end them. of the season, just like take notes of how, like who's done it between now and yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Make it happen. Anyway. <laughs> All righty. So, yeah, that was our draft process. Um, our lineups. So, again, just so our listeners know, uh, we did not get the assistance of either Tom Shoe or Simo um, in our draft process um, or in the lineup process. So we did leave that completely up to the computer. Yep. And actually it ended up putting um, both me and Bad and Bougie out of position when we told the computer to just do what it wants. It ended up putting me at third base, I think. And it ended up making Bad and Bougie designated hitter. Okay. But whatever. Yeah, if I'm no, bad at shortstop, I'm going to be bad at third too. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I didn't super play well. Well, play well either. Yeah. But all things considered, both of our rosters look good. Like if they existed yep. in the TP in the PBE league, they'd both be really competitive. Yep. So, um, I guess I'll go with ours. Our catcher was Sack Lodge. First base, Io Torrent. Second base, Geronimo Scheiderme. Shortstop was drafted to be me, but I ended up playing third. Tom Shu was drafted to play third, but I think he ended up playing first. So the order of where it actually ended up panning out is all over the place. But in terms yeah. of what we thought of when we were drafting, third was supposed to be Tom Shu. Mm -hmm. Left field, Scott Poe. Center field, Zach Mouse. Right field, Wendell Tintin Meredith. Designated hitter was Parker Beecham. And then Jess said, ooh, I just rebuilt to be all defensive. You're going to have a rough go of it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, interesting. Um, and then based on the, the bucket of pitches that were available to us, each of our teams had three starters and four relievers. Mm -hmm. Our starters were Vivi Zielman, uh, Alex Johnson, and Kevin Choate. And our four relievers were Austin Bentley, uh, hello, Mr. Kamish, Ivy Leaf, Bark Murley, and last but also least, also Giuseppe Tosi. <laughs> Very much least. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to win this seat, uh, last sim, so that was pretty That's cool. That's right. Uh, yeah, I heard are, that. <laughs> wins are a pointless stat for pitchers, but I will take it and wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah. Um, so we had Stan Antonio at catcher. Um, I actually don't know where they end up playing out at, but this is what we drafted them as. Yeah. Uh, Sam Andrews at first base, myself, Tex Walker at second base, Ace Carter at shortstop, Benny Rodriguez at third base. Um, in the outfield at left, we had Bridget Westfall. Center field, we had Toby McMuffin. Right field, we drafted Baden Bougie. Our designated hitter was Petra Sabor. Um, our three starting pitchers was Walker Cato, Molly Mitchell, Domingo Pozo. And then our relieving pitchers was Herbie Farnworth, Ruth Heater Ginsburg, and um, Booz Gusa and Booz Tuza. 
Um, that's great. So, yeah, that's um, our process behind that. Yeah, but I mean, like on paper, both teams look horrifying. Like, Why aren't we GMs though? Like they're pretty good teams. <laughs> if only it was so easy as yeah, just let <laughs> let the two of us draft teams first, and then the next fourteen go after, and we will. Clean house. Also, hey, so- no salary cap. Let's just we can oh, bring yeah, whoever we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Or regression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just throw all the rules out the window. Mm-hmm. If we get into the games, um, we had the first game going to women of PBE. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, with a 10-2 scoreline. Oh, that's uh, those are the that's the hit line. Oh, that's the hits. Sorry. For some reason, like three Buns. of the, the screenshots that I took got blurry, and then the others oh. are all good. I don't know why. Uh, but the it was a three-zero yeah. scoreline. So three-zero. You shut us out. Yep. Yeah. So a little bit of a good win there for us. And one thing I noticed was for every single game, the player of the game was the starting pitcher of whichever team won. Hmm. <laughs> which kind of goes back to that thing I said where yeah. a lot of the pitchers that we had, even though we didn't have quite enough, they're very top heavy. So look, Molly Mitchell got player of the game because she went yeah. eight innings, zero earned runs. Yeah. And only yeah. Two hits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then uh, if there's anything you guys want to talk about with the games, feel free to talk about them. That's okay by us. Uh, but yeah, we had the run scored from um, Ace Carter and Stan Antonio and Petra Sabor for that game. And actually, Petra had a home run, so that's good. Um, and then game two, did you guys want to take that? Sure, we can we can do that. Um, so game two went to PBE Family Therapy, a win of seven to nothing. Um, so <laughs> another shutout going the other way. Um, had some really nice offensive performances like Scott Poe was three for four. Um, let's see. Zach Mouse had a couple of hits. Um, Scheider me had a triple. Zach Mouse had a home run. Um, just some really, really great offense. But once again, dominant starting pitching. Uh, Kevin Choate went 7.1 innings, giving up four runs, zero or sorry, giving up four hits, zero runs with five strikeouts. Um, so very dominant uh, pitching outing for him and Giuseppe Tosin really should be the player of the game with a sparkling mm. 1.2 <laughs> innings and no hits given up. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, since you opened that floodgate, then I'll point out the fact that through two games, Wallaby has zero hits. Wallaby and good. That's, that's all I got. That <laughs> uh, being so said, Tex, Tex went zero for three in game two. And yeah. still has a 286 batting average on the series. So you were ripping it up in game one. Not too bad. Not too shabby. So yeah. series tied 1-1. Blowpop, do you want to take game three? Okay. Uh, family Therapy ended up winning game three as well, going up 8-2, to two, which means for the series we were up 2-1. to one. Multi-hit game coming out of uh, Wendell, Tintin, Meredith. Uh, nobody else. Oh, no, wait. Scheidermi had another multi-hit game as well. Uh, everybody got a hit though, and two people mm-hmm. got two. So that was fun. That was also, spoiler, the only hit I got this series. 
So uh, you can bank that one right away. But it was a run as well. So you I made it count. I just yeah. didn't count very high. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my daughter uh, counting. One. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Solid. No mistakes. Uh, over on the uh, women's side of things, we did have Ace Carter going two for four with two runs as well, being the only two runs they scored. And once again, the winning team starting pitcher ended up being the player of the game. That was Austin Bentley. Thank you, Mr. Kamish. Yep. That's right. Also, I, I just find it very aesthetically pleasing that women of PBE started with Pozo, followed up with Gooser, and then followed up with Gooser number two, or Tooser. Very nice. Yeah, I was actually yeah. genuinely disappointed when I looked at the video and you didn't edit the name to make him <laughs> Goose Tooser. I totally <laughs> thought I did, and apparently I didn't. So yeah. My apologies to Tooser. <laughs> we all make mistakes some of us don't edit the names in the files some of us only get one hit in the six game series you know it all happens it all happens all. <laughs> right so game four was a 4-3 win for the women of PBD which tied the series up at two each uh, and the final score was three I said that anyway three four so we had hits from um, the women of PBE, we had, again, Ace Carter scoring a run. Uh, we had San Antonio scoring another run. Really, they must have a sore back for carrying this team. <laughs> um, Sam Andrews scored a run and then Vice scored a run myself as well. Um, Ace Carter and Petra Sabor both actually, they were home. I oh, know that was a home run from the previous game. Never mind. Um <laughs> So that's pretty good with a few RBIs in there. We had some runs from Lodge and Torrent and Shoe. Um, now, I don't confess to being great at pitching, and we all know that. So if you guys want to step in and talk about the pitching, I'm more than happy for you to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. It was just a bit patchy there. Yeah. It's, apparently there's internet delay from Australia to the United States. <laughs> Just so far away, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, sure thing. So Molly Mitchell had a great game, uh, got the win and player of the game, went 6.2 innings, giving up four hits and three runs with 10 strikeouts. Uh, so she's keeping up her um, her streak in real PB of striking out a lot of people. Um, <laughs> and Ruth Heater Ginsburg got a hold and Farnsworth got the save. Cool. The next game, is it, is, it, is it back to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think All you're right. double dipping. Here we go. Game five. We had a four to two win for PBE Family Therapy. So we go up three to two in the series. Um, but a, a close game, very competitive game, which was fun. Uh, Family Therapy had some multi hit games from Shu and Zach Mouse. Um, IO Torrent had two runs. Uh, Tom Shu had a home run off of Walker Cato, uh, which was fantastic. On the women of PBE side, Petra had a couple of hits. Um, as well as Stan Antonio. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> so Petra got another home run. San Antonio had a double. So um, once again, just dominant players uh, in terms of the position players. Um, for the pitching, once again, dominant starting pitching. Kevin Choate with the win uh, and the player of the game. Went eight innings, giving up five runs. Uh, sorry, five hits and two runs uh, with five strikeouts and only pitching 96 pitches. Uh, for those eight innings, so a very uh, 
yeah, very good outing for him. Efficient outing, that's what I was looking for. And then women of PBE, Walker Cato, uh, gave up three runs and, and took the loss. So PBE, family therapy up three to two in the series. Reminder, this is a, a seven-game series, so we're within clinching. Yes. Yep, and for game six out of seven, final score was four to two. And the final series was also four to two. Family therapy closes out with a two run bottom of the eighth to secure the lead. Uh, we have multi hit performance from Benny Rodriguez on the women's side of things, but it wasn't quite enough to stave off Scott Poe and Tom shoe each going two hits and at least one run scored a piece. But because the game is biased towards pitchers, I do not like them. Austin Bentley <laughs> gets the player of the game, seven innings pitched, one earned run. Yep. Well, good game, gentlemen. That was fun. Good game. I mean, yeah. Good game. The the whole process of going through the draft and just thinking and talking back and forth with Dr. K, waiting for him yep. to stop driving all the time <laughs> and answer. Uh, it, was, it was fun. I, I didn't really care about the outcomes of the game as much as right. the process of drafting. I don't know about you, but. Yep. Yeah, honestly, yeah, didn't care. It's <laughs> yeah. all for fun. All for, well, losers can say that, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but for all of the, the Discord channel members between uh, the women's channel and our channel, thanks for participating, whether <laughs> willingly or not. It's just kind of like. <laughs> Got scooped up. Participation. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, you were you were pieces on the board. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yep. So it was a lot of fun, and I think I, I hope that the uh, the members of our discords will enjoy hearing about it, and we we can post the uh, the box scores and stuff too to let you uh, see how your player did. Not surprisingly, it seems like all the high TPE players really dominated. So yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Makes you know? sense. <laughs> all righty. So uh, we'll get into what Madison and I would normally do, and that is interview gentlemen. So we've uh, prepared a few questions for them. Um, and our first one, um, for those of you that obviously don't listen to family therapy, you probably should. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, don't be so down on yourselves. <laughs> Self-deprecation is fun, though. Right. <laughs> kind of a calling card. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I've listened to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded exhausted. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, I get it. It's the bit. <laughs> I mean, keep doing it. That's fine. <laughs> well, we will. We will. Yeah. Um, no, I generally listen to it in the car or if I'm cleaning or cooking or... Perfect. It's often put my baby mm -hmm. to sleep. So that's great. Um, anyway, introduce us to your players. And uh, so, Dr. K, if you want yeah. to go first. I'd be happy to. So uh, my player is a uh, generally horrific pitcher uh, who is, <laughs> aspires to be a uh, starting pitcher. Uh, eventually, his name's Giuseppe Tosin. Uh, I had a really good first season in the minors, made the all-star game, uh, was just crushing it. Um, in the last two seasons, I've had a very unfun tradition of starting after the first sim in double digits for my ERA, which is really bad. So um, it's been uh, 
been a tough road for the last couple of times, uh, last couple of seasons. But uh, that's kind of the grind for pitchers is trying to gain TPE and kind of be viable. And I think especially for my archetype, which is control freak, um, it is a really good archetype, I think, at higher TPE. Like if you see people from 1500 to 1700 with a good uh, control freak build, it can be really dominant. But a bit of a grind up until there. So I was on the uh, Dynamos in the minor league, um, and I am now a member of the Vandals. What are your, uh, what are your home jerseys this year, Dr. K? <laughs> Uh, just, you know, the plain green ones, you know, with a, it's got a raccoon on the front and I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's true. Honestly, this is one of my favorite bits of like the entire charity drive. Um, so blow pop designed the vandals home jerseys and you need to go look at them cause they are very colorful, uh, and say Tosin stinks on them. So, yeah, <laughs> which is an accurate statement. So I can't even be mad about it. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I happened to see the jer like the jersey, and I was just all across the neck, and I'm like, "Who designed these jerseys? And what does the rest of them look like?" <laughs> but clearly, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I donated twenty dollars in order to insult my cousin for two months straight. Yeah, you could just do that on the podcast for the next two months. <laughs> like for free <laughs> we'll take that like, into consideration yeah <laughs> oh, I'll write that down yeah <laughs> anyway but now that i know that you designed them blow pop that makes a lot of sense oh yeah mm -hmm. cool <laughs> all um can you introduce us to wallaby hickams he is the shortstop for the uh, Amarillo Armadillos and next season probably he will be called up to Cancun which is going to be really interesting to be part of a rebuild process that has so aggressively bottomed out this season <laughs> um, so that'll that'll be kind of fun to be a small, a small part of why the team has such a big upswing later um, I have a magician archetype originally I was a second baseman kind of like Tex Walker. So my first uh, exposure to you was not through the podcast, but my rookie season where you got the MVP in my position and I saw your five point, whatever it was war. And I saw my <clears throat> not above zero oh. war. <laughs> and I thought, ah, I'm going to have a rough time here. Is this person? <laughs> uh, but after the, draft i ended up switching over to shortstop because the toros also drafted dr k's former teammate caden kalian who is also a second baseman um so yeah that'll be fun i'm going to invest really heavily into fielding my my shtick like probably all magicians is i want to as soon as possible be immediately in the competition for collecting gold gloves so we'll see if that can happen. Um, I'm going to be very bad at betting for a long time. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, we all have to take the good with the bad, and I guess the bad will be to be. <laughs> the bad will be five years of incompetent hitting. That's what the bad will be. All righty. 
<laughs> what uh what inspired you to pick the streak as your archetype okay so when i was creating my character uh well creating text walker didn't overly know what they all were also didn't really get the references as to the players of who they were because I haven't watched that much baseball. Um, and when I did, I pretty much just watched the Royals play. Um, and um, Emmy was sitting, well, sitting with me through a computer um, saying, what is it that you would like? And I said, I'd like to be able to hit accurately. Doesn't necessarily need to be a power hitter. Um, and I want to be quick. So she's like, the streak is for you. Made the streak. Awesome. Yeah, um, but Madison is also streak archetype, and I don't know why she chose that. I did uh, enjoy looking at her, um, like when you first join the league and make a player, you just have to post the generic thing, and then someone probably po approves it. Mm -hmm. uh, and hers, she just said, "I want to be designated hitter," and then Enoch came in as like. You can't do that. You got to say something. <laughs> and then she's just like, all right, how about outfield, outfield, outfield? And it's like, all right, that works. <laughs> all righty. So, gentlemen, what is your favorite part of PBE? If you want to go first, Dr. K. No, yeah, sure. Uh, favorite part of PBE, uh, I really love the community. I feel like that's the generic answer, but like there's just been so many cool people here and it really helps like the immersion of the league. Um, like for instance, having GMs and being able to talk with GMs and being drafted and then, you know, being scouted and then having teammates and talking with teammates about how do you want to build your player and what's going to be the best thing to do for this archetype, all of this stuff. It's just a ton of really cool people. Um, and it makes the immersion in the league really, really fun. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely echo that sentiment and say one of the things that doc and I really enjoyed the most about, joining and becoming players i guess was the fact that it's an immediately humanized experience because as soon as you create you start having miners gms reach out to you because they're trying to pick your brain and see if you're going to actually be someone who tries and sticks and gets any sort of value for them um so it's it's immediately it doesn't feel computerized you know it's not just the cold whim of a computer saying, okay, here is where you will play. Congratulations yeah. or something like that. Um, so that's definitely a huge part of it. I also just like the progression system because mm -hmm. the longer you stick around, it's not that you're guaranteed to be better. It's that you're increasing the chances that you get better. So there's almost a forced improvement but at the same time, if everything was just, you know, on a linear scale of X TPE equals Y performance, that'd be pretty boring. So the fact that you can improve your odds while still having a fun element of random chances, uh, nice. I like that. Look, a lot of people do say that the community is like the best part or their favorite part of PVE. But I think like, yeah, it's a typical answer, but it just goes to show that how meaningful it can be um and you know what community does for someone like you're sure. included and so yes it is a very common answer <laughs> but i think there's a reason for that <laughs> i thought you were going for the big setup of like look everybody says the community is great but i hate it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> like 
left turn. Um, okay, so one question we normally ask or have normally been able to ask is what's it like to be a woman in PE? But I guess we can't do that this time. So what do you think about having women in PBE, does it add a different element to you in the game? Does it make a difference to your life? Okay. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's really awesome. I remember the first time I realized that like, for instance, the players in the simulation were women, because I don't think OOTP proper has the option of officially designating man or woman within the game. Um, but we were just talking about it and I was, I think the first name I saw, I was like, Victoria's Secret. I was like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> that's really great. And then uh, I think Molly Mitchell and I was like, huh, that kind of, that's probably a woman's name. Interesting. Anyways, so it was definitely a moment of like, oh, that's awesome. They actually have women in here and it, it just makes it like a really cool, uh, like world that we're in one in which, you know, women and men are playing this major league baseball. Uh, as far as the users, I think it's awesome. Uh, I also didn't really know there were a ton of women, which I think, you know, really it, uh, goes to show how impactful your podcast has been to be listening to people and be like, oh, I had no idea that that uh, user was a woman, but awesome. So I, I think it's been really cool and it's a, it's a very diverse community, which is fun. I'm still learning that, by the way. <laughs> we had started. <laughs> I was talking to Simo and he put in the DVS um, locker room. Oh, there's some girls starting a podcast. Who are the women in PBE? And they kind of listed a few. Yep, great. Sent out invitations to them, opened up the Discord. And then a week later, there's another one. And a week later, yeah. there's another one. And I was just like, I'd be really bad for not knowing them to start <laughs> with. But hey, welcome. Like, uh, anyway. So, yep, learning that too. <laughs> I think we've got everyone now. Fingers crossed. Yep. Anyway. I, I, I mean, I, for the most part, agree. It's, it's nice. Um, I've, I've said this before on our show, and I mean it. In all seriousness, I just say it in a jocular tone, so it sounds like I don't mean it. But what you and Mads do is, like, actually important. Right. And what Doc and I do is we're just doofing around on a Friday. Just um, earning money. <laughs> That's yeah. right, cash money. So, but but I do actually mean it. It is nice yeah. um, and important that you're giving a voice to that portion of the community. Yeah. In terms of, uh, you know, me, like, finding out someone is a woman and I, I just don't care. And I mean that in the best way possible. Yep. So like people were telling me about Juosu and Stan Antonio and all of the greatness surrounding that account. And I was like, Oh, okay. Julian they're the best. Sullivan. Yeah. Like yeah. Juosu is the best ever at PBE because two of the best players of all time. And also the sloths are perennial contenders. And then eventually it was just like, Oh, hey, did you know Juosu is a woman? And I was like, is she still the best of all time? Cool. <laughs> Doesn't make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm I'm still rolling with it. Yeah. So yeah. Um I don't know. I think it also goes to show two things. One is how it's easy to just look at people as a username. Like when I see someone on JSync, I don't necessarily have like a picture of them in my head because it's just like some random nickname that you've chosen. But also, too, at the same time, it kind of shows that it might be a side effect of either sports and or the internet. It's just kind of easy to assume 
that someone is a man until proven otherwise, mm. which I don't know if I'd say it's like a dangerous way to have a mindset or something like that, but you know, goes to show that everyone has stereotypes they need to work on. Okay, but on the flip side, I didn't come into PBE thinking everyone was a woman and surprised that they were men. So, <laughs> like, it works both ways. <laughs> Dr. K, this is a question for you. Um, from listening to Family Therapy, Blowpop joined because of you, mm-hmm. but I don't quite remember how you found PBE. Sure. So, so how I, did you find uh, it? <laughs> yeah, I've been playing out of the park uh, baseball since. I think the 2018 uh, out of the park baseball 18 um, and just have really loved simulation games and kind of all of the, all the intricacies that come with that. Um, And I think one of the, one of the things that is really difficult about sim games is, is you have to have some level of immersion to actually buy into what's happening. So I'd always looking, you know, there's like uh, dynasty reports where people like write about their teams and what happened in their year. So I was doing stuff like that. And, um, all, all that to say, I listened to the Out of the Park Baseball Now podcast, which is with uh, Rich Grisham. Um, and he actually had Person Man and Hummus God on the podcast to talk about PBE. Um, and so I was listening to it and through the whole thing, I'm like, wow, this sounds like a really cool thing. This sounds really awesome. And then like towards the end of it, I just had this realization and I was like, wait a sec, like I can do this? Like I can actually make a player and be a part of this community? So I you know, got home that day and logged on, looked into everything and started making a player. And then in immediately I was like, ah, blow pop needs to be a part of this. Um, cause he and I grew up close to each other. We're best friends growing up and now we live, you know, really far apart. So we're always looking for things to do together. Um, so I just was like, Hey, there's this it sounds weird. There's this like baseball league thing and, and it looks fun. So like you should do it with me. <laughs> Yeah, he just sends me a message at like eight in the evening. And he's like, hey, I just joined this thing. Do you want to make an account and join with me? And it's just like, okay. And I just hop in. <laughs> and look where we are now. So it all yeah. Works. yeah. Okay. Um, so is there, again, so this question is back to the two of you. Is there another player in PBE that you admire? Um, it can be a user or it can be a baseballer. I think, uh, well, one of the easy options is I can say Shady Shoelace slash Ace Carter because I know him from college, but I didn't join knowing he was part of the league. We found out that we were both in the same league after already joining. Um, and I mean, he's also just like a good user. He has a crazy high TPE player, and I think he's pretty well liked in the community. But in terms of people that I have met since, um, I think one of the easy options to say is Enoch. He's just absurdly friendly, absurdly diligent. He's always available to answer questions, no matter who you are, even though you're not on his team, he'll still give you build advice, even though you're not a rookie, he'll still answer questions that you should have learned three months ago. <laughs> Uh, so he's just a great person. Um, I also have really been enjoying uh, Jess slash Skoldpador, I think is how you say the JSYNC name, but it's probably Norse, so oops. It is. Um, You're right. <laughs> okay. Um, but she's just really funny. Um, 
very active in the Twitch streams, has a good sense of humor about her player, uh, writes a lot and buys a lot, buys into the immersion pretty heavily, which I think is really fun. Um, I haven't ended up doing that as much as I thought I would, but it's still nice to see people like her or um, one of the newer players, Crozier McCoy, who is, I think, Pirate Captain Dom. Um, just like people like that who buy into like the internal universe that they feel like constructing. I think it adds a lot of flavor. Um, and in sort of a meta way, it's a nice window to see how much they are willing to invest themselves in their player and in the game. So I don't know. It's just nice. Side note to that point there. Um, a part of uh, Parker Beecham's world, he owns a Frilvnik lizard. Um, mm. And so she's done a whole lot of research, rah, rah, rah. And then she's bought one in real life because she's done so much research. She's like, well, I may as well get one. <laughs> that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> she, she already has all the know-how. So it's like, well, yeah. I'm not going to waste this knowledge. Um, anyway, in one of her media articles, she talked about um, she talked about it and started an Instagram account for it and nice. everything else. So there's little photos of fancy oh her... Uh, <laughs> Well, a little lizard. By that logic, I feel like I should try and be an MLB pitcher. I've learned so much about pitches. <laughs> yeah. By that logic, Possibly. I should become catastrophically stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, awesome. side note. Uh Dr. K. Yeah, I think uh Going along with what Blowpop said, Enoch um, is just an awesome user. He messaged me right when I joined, um, and I've now become part of the rookie mentor team. So he's been kind of my boss over there, and he, he's just awesome. Always there, always has an answer to things. He knows so much about the league. Um, so he's really awesome. I also absolutely adore LBG, who's my GM. Um, his uh, pitcher is Michael Knight Rider. Um, he has just been so helpful, really awesome, just a stand-up guy, um, and a ton of help, especially with also having a pitcher. Um, so that has been really cool, and I, I definitely like some of the immersion kind of storyline with the fact that Michael Knight Rider went in the first round before my pitcher, and we're now going to be in the same division with me on the Vandals and him on the, uh, the Makos. So I think that'll be a really fun, like, how cool would that be? You know, we came up on the same minor league team, and then we're going to be duking it out um, in the same division for hopefully years to come. That's good. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Well, I knew that Simo was the co GM. I'd heard about LBG for ages. Mm. Um, and then I was doing an article, was talking about Chris King, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't, I think, even until halfway through my second season that I realized they were all the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oops. That's hilarious. Also, also I wrote an Simo article about you. I would say also Simo is wonderful. I, I should throw it. Yeah, I got to throw that out there. I would imagine and also hope you would agree. Yeah. That's that's healthy. Uh, yes, yes. Um, but <laughs> Hence why I drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from Dr. K talking about, you know, he, he looks forward to the head-to-heads that he has with uh, LBG in the majors. 
uh, Doc and I have also been keeping track of our head-to-heads, and one of the questions that I had to ask you folk, we have a new answer to today, and that was, what are some of your favorite moments to happen in the PBE? Okay, my favorite moments to happen in PBE, I had thought about three, and then, uh, well, a little over half an hour ago now, <laughs> um, no, earlier this morning, Simo was getting ready for work. I was like, oh, OBX and DBS are playing. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, we're probably going to lose. I was like, well, with that attitude. Um, anyway, we're up and in my locker room I get pinged and um, Emily, you've scored a home run off, off Simo. And I was just like... <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Um, so I was just like, I've missed it. So like I was dealing with my baby. I had Twitch up on my phone, but I'm thinking it's the Toro's plane versus, um, New York. I'm like, is it in a box score? Like, how did you know it was me that scored it? But then I remembered like, there's a little writing underneath it. Anyway, was waiting for that game to finish. Um, went through the scores of the games that happened while that one was on and yeah then it came up in the chat that oh Texas scored a home run against um Herbie and (laughs) they then looked in the game log so look yep (laughs) um top favorite moment in PBE is scoring a 453 foot home run off of Herbie Farnworth it wasn't. It wasn't just he gave up a home run to you. Is he got um, coming in close second, which does the coming in closely would also be my first majors at bat, which was a home run. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yep, enjoyed it so much that Simo actually got the footage of it off the game, outsourced getting the footage, outsourced um, something else, and got a sloth face. Someone, Joey Slothface, to make a gift sig. It was a surprise for me of my home run. Uh, if you want to see it, just find me on this forum. It's there. Um, but I have a funny feeling that I won't get a gift sig for this home run. <laughs> you could just yeah. uh, ask Hamas for the screenshot of the box score. Yeah, someone in my locker room did. (laughs) Sent it to me. And then in the general link, like the open channel, people were like, at Simo, and he's just like, what's happening? I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) And the home run also. He is working. But the home run happened like maybe 30 minutes before we started recording this. So I just said in the Twitch chat, I was like, ah, we have a new segment to talk about in the recording. Sweet. So we uh, prepared a couple of questions for you gals because uh, we thought that would be fun. So one of them that I wanted to ask was, uh, what have you most enjoyed about doing a podcast? Well, uh, Madison's answer is being able to um meet so many people in the league so many amazing people um and being able to create a more open and welcoming environment for especially women as well um my answer again pretty similar just getting to know people that otherwise 
I wouldn't have the opportunity to really talk to and get to know. Um, like there are so many teams, you can't talk to everyone um, or can't learn everyone, whatever else. So having building this community of women has really helped with that. Um, and getting them on the podcast and having a chat, it's been really eye-opening of everyone else in the league. Also, the money helps. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for extra context, uh, just so people are wondering why uh, Madison's answers are being relayed, it's that whole, you know, apocalypse mm. thing that she's avoiding, so... She was still able to take time out of the end of the world to jot down answers for interview questions. So thank you yep. for those. Super nice. Also, I was slightly disappointed, Ems, that you didn't read it in an American accent because I feel like that <laughs> would be very choice. So I don't know if you want to implement that in the next couple of minutes, but I would be in. I don't think I don't think you want to make that request because if you have her do an American accent, then you're going to have to do an Aussie accent. <laughs> I bet that would suck. <laughs> that would be so bad. Yeah, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> then it sounds like you are safe as well, my friend. Perfect. <laughs> well, Bob, you want to ask a, a question? Uh, sure. I'll ask the same question again uh, that we had earlier of what has been your favorite moment in the PBE so far. Uh, and Madison said, winning the World Series with the 66ers uh, this most recent year around as they reset their single season win total Incredible. which is gross um but then she also doubled down on the heartfelt aspect and uh said it was also this podcast with you yep. that's wholesome yeah well we all know my favorite i said that one a bit earlier you want to rehash it again yeah, yeah i mean i can second. totally talk about it again let's, let's get can a reminder you know? <laughs> um sorry simo for having to listen to this podcast um <laughs> And this is all happening like 40 minutes in too. So he's getting ambushed after listening to the whole episode. Look, it is like 11.30 in the morning here. So the sim happened for us at about 10 a.m. Um, we haven't even been able to talk to each other about this. So this is just me being excited about it without, you know, him having a chance to be upset by it. <laughs> um. <laughs> and this is why we play against each other. You know, it yeah. creates this rivalry that's fun. Um, anyway, so, yeah, scoring a home run off Simo, that's pretty great. So what are the odds that we can keep this podcast going for the next, like, six or so hours and we can do a live Simo returning <laughs> to capture that um, first reaction? Live reactions. <laughs> um, yeah, probably not. I've got kids yeah. to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, my bedtime's coming up anyways. As I say, blow pops up all hours, so it wouldn't really yeah. affect him. <laughs> um, yeah, so also like the whole scouting process is a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, when we were mine, when the majors are scouting, and I don't remember if I've spoken about this in a podcast, it was around the same time that I was due with our baby. Um, so just before Christmas and I had... Actually, it was DVS scouting me and I was up with what I thought were fake contractions because I had a few mm. throughout a couple of nights. Anyway, we don't need to go on that story. This isn't a birth podcast. <laughs> Surprise. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I had Frick and Tristan messaging me and I was just like, got to the point, I was just like, hey, look, gentlemen, actually I'm in labour 
um, just shoot your questions through when I'm done here and I have <laughs> and I have an opportunity to respond. I'll do that and be like, oh yeah, go for it. Do what you got to do. It's like, <laughs> did you ever pull that same card but lie about it just to get out of a conversation you didn't want? <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry I would, but I'm totally having a kid right now. I'm in labor, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I did think I should pull the joke at school and like drop a cup of water behind my legs. Yes. But, yeah, <laughs> it never eventuated. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, no, the whole skating process and the drafts, yeah, it's just fun. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is. So another one that we had for you two was... Um, what is it like being so close to a GM? Does their passion or commitment rub off on you or is it potentially overwhelming or annoying? So Madison's response um, is that it was definitely overwhelming at first, but after she got more involved in the league, it really made her happy to see how much time and effort GMs put in. But when she first submitted it, she didn't finish the sentence. So it was just, it was, and then there was nothing else. So like you had to take it one of two ways. It was either like. Annoying or overwhelming. It was like, was she annoying? And it could have been like, well, it was, or it was like, yeah, it was. (laughs) So Shu, you either are or are and were annoying. One of those. All of the above. Um. So, look, Simo being a GM really hasn't affected me overly except him not drafting me. Um, <laughs> Rude. Yeah, right, what, drafted what was, away the pick. What was the consolation for that one? Was he like, <laughs> did he have to explain himself or was he just like, no, nah, it's not happening? <laughs> so the uh, famous draft that you guys were in where they had like six first-round picks, Yeah. they had made a lot of drafts, uh, a lot of trades. And so they traded away um, something for a fourth round pick from the Mounties. So they had the fourth round, but then Mounties got it and then Mounties took me. Mm. So I think there were two recreates in my season. They went first and second. I don't think a recreate went third and then it was me. Mm. So you're a fourth rounder? Yeah. Or fourth overall? Fourth overall, sorry. Fourth ah. overall. Oh. Yeah. I was like, wow, I can't believe you fell all the way to the fourth <laughs> round. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, sorry. I was a fourth overall, so they traded that draft, that pick away. Gotcha. Um, yep. And then I had said to him like ages after the draft, um, and I said, would you have picked me? And he goes, yeah, but, like, we didn't have a pick to second round, so mm. there was no chance we were going to get you anyway. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but it makes a better story. For no gut punch. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a better story for the um, we traded the pick away and they took that with yeah. me. So, um, yeah, anyway. Um, but, like, as a foot in the door for places or anything else. It hasn't really done that. Um, I was told that my player was approved pretty quickly because uh, it's Simo's wife. 
um, but I think that would be anyone. Oh, like this person's creating, I really know them. Like, so that was like the endorsement behind that. Um, well, I knew Dr. K and mine wasn't any faster. <laughs> Dr. You made K didn't know anybody. So he's been in the league for a whole day. <laughs> Let me in. Um, anyway, so Look, I see the effort that goes into behind the scenes, which is valued. Um, and, look, Simo does do a lot of the discord and, like, not team building but, like, the engagement side of it. Camaraderie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he does say that LBG just knows his stuff, so, like, there's no point him really stepping on toes and getting in right. there but if there's ever a shortfall and LBG is like look I just need this it's like he's right there yep. um he likes to take credit for Tex Walker's build but there was <laughs> none of him in there Holy, um, home run, so. yeah he did give oh. you exactly <laughs> what got him again okay okay <laughs> I'm sorry Simo Oh, um, Doc coming in with the absolute <laughs> killer. Maybe we should. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, I appreciate how much GM, like, how much work GM's put in. And that's only, like, and he's only a minor GM. It's not even, like, what I would imagine the workload of a major's GM being. Um, so, yeah, but, like, he doesn't tell me things you and, probably also further appreciate you know people doing stuff behind the scenes now that you have a very important role doing stuff behind the scenes mm. yes that definitely does come into it like you just see how much gms care about their teams and care about their players and want the best for them um and look ho obviously want the best for those same players too yep. so like we're all just working together to create a fun league. Now, what is what is most enticing about the position? Is it the fact that you're able to collaborate with all of the other HO members in order to shape things towards the future? Or is it the hypothetical prospect of bringing the hammer down on someone in the future? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would definitely be the first one. All right, I just, just had to um, Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm glad that you're doing your due diligence. Um, yeah, no, definitely, like, how you can improve. Um, definitely how we can improve the league and um, just things that, you know, ideas that are once-off comment that, you know, we grow into something else. So, um, yeah, like even, well, again, another shameless plug like the video team someone had uploaded a video and was just asked oh how would this be graded mm. so I consulted with the graphics head and the media head and each of them were like yeah I don't know it's not my pay grade and whatever else so then I went to HR I was like can I just create a video team that way they can have their own guidelines their own criteria their own pay scale yeah. and they're not like lumped half into each that's like Yes, writing a media media article is difficult and can be time consuming, but that does not count. Like the minute equivalent doesn't count for a word equivalent. Yep. Um, like with all the editing and 
all the processing behind it. I was like, I really feel it needs its own division. And they're like, yep, go for it. I was like, sweet. (laughs) So seeing something like that grow is, it's just fun. I, uh, I can confirm that written media can consume a lot of your time. (laughs) What what with my 21,000 word article. (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, I haven't read it, but I I don't think anyone linked in the media. Yeah. No one should read it. It's, I just want to get paid for it. (laughs) Um, no, I saw it being talked about in the media channel. Yeah, because I am it's a writer as well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's kind of funny seeing like the mixed responses on it though, because some people are like, hey man, this is really thorough and in-depth and had a lot of interesting insight. And other people are like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any spare time? Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like either really like, I appreciate this. Or it's like, go outside. Yeah. Do something else with your time. <laughs> like, it's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, next question then. Uh, so one, this will be effectively automatically answered by one of you. Um, between Tex Walker and Bad and Bougie, what are your walk-on songs? Okay. So, yeah, Madison isn't here. Um, but maybe her song is quite um, explained for it. Yeah. Self-explained, maybe. Blown I don't know. Yeah, so really playing into the, I'm from Australia, um, but also baseball as a game is quite interactive with the viewers, the supporters. Um, so, like, because I know what well, the Australian baseball games I've been to have replicated the um, same atmospheric style. Um, yep. Yeah. And I um, would have to say the Australian chant that says Aussie, 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 and the crowd would say oi, oi, oi. Oh, that's fun. I love it. So not so much as a song, but a chant. Yeah. It's also, it'd probably be really fun for like, for like the, the hypothetical people in Outer Banks or whatever. It's just like, they're just random folk who live in the Carolinas. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, for this Aussie, seven Aussie, Aussie. seconds, I am Australian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I would have to say. But I think the first couple of times that I would walk out with my bat, the music, whoever organises that, would probably have to play the oi, oi, oi bit mm. too to oh, get yeah. the concept yeah. of it. Yeah. You couldn't just do the call. You'd have to do both. As soon as you said something stereotypically Australian, I thought you were going to go like real old fashioned to do like waltzing Matilda or something. <laughs> no. Nah. I also love that in our last episode, I talked about British pronunciation of atmospheric and then you just, <laughs> That's atmospheric. Why I <laughs> well, I, listen, I did listen to the podcast and I was just really? like, I wonder if I can include this. Boom. And um, then I saw that question. I was like, yes. Love it. <laughs> Is that actually how you would pronounce it? Atmospheric? Atmospheric, yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of times that the Australian language has um, 
confuse other people on the podcast. Mm. That's okay. I just think um, one of the biggest consequences of you being from Australia is I probably don't pronounce my name as correctly as you do. <laughs> uh, Wallaby. Yeah. Can't be that. Yeah, so I think, I think the, say, yeah, like the big difference is like you're saying it like I would spell the way you say it, W-O, like wallaby. Wallaby. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like pumping the bay that hard, man. <laughs> 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 you got to chill out. So what made you pick the name wallaby? Uh, so I wanted to do something like... A lot of a lot of the theme of my character was just like you know banjo playing down south. Um, so I was going to do Wally, uh, and then when I was coming up with the rest of the name, I was like, okay, well maybe he has a middle initial. So I did Wally B, and I was like, well, I'll just smoke it. I'll just like smush them together. That's fine. <laughs> and I entirely forgot that Wallaby is like is an animal. An animal, yeah, and oh, yeah. So you also could also got... just be called Kangaroo Hickams. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah, but I mean, I don't know. That's not as goofy to say. I also do have something to show you. Uh, I'll be right back. My parents are from Minnesota, and in a small town in Minnesota, there is a candy company that makes. Okay. And for the, the listening audience, you can't see it, but it's a licorice brand called Wiley Wallaby. And it does, in fact, have a kangaroo as the logo. And I I went home in March after I had already been in the league. And I talked to my parents. I was like, yeah, I'm in this like, fun little doofy baseball league with uh, Dr. K. And then I told them my player's name. And then later on, we go to the basement. My dad has like nine bags of licorice <laughs> that all have my player's name on it. It's like, it was meant to be. Okay. So for all of the people out there that don't know Australian uh, fauna, the kangaroo and wallaby are different animals. They're of the same, like marsupial family, um, mm. but yeah, different animal. Just look the same, behave the same. Wallabies are smaller, wallabies right? Smaller, yeah. yeah. Yes. There you go. Boom. Yeah. The one uh, surprise question that I was going to ask uh, Madison before we found out that she's indisposed at the moment oil apocalypse was I was going to ask. What's it like having your character be a play on words for a song that has over a billion views and just have nobody in the league catch the reference? <laughs> like, that's got to be infuriating. Um, in a previous podcast, Tom, well, like, Shuri actually came up with the pun on the name because it is one of her favourite songs. So two people got the reference. <laughs> yeah. It's something, I guess. Yeah. And at least a third. But like yeah. with how famous that song was and how often like a commentator will just be like, but Dan Bougie, it's like, no, just <laughs> just think it through, dude. Come on. Sound it out. Sound it out. Think about I it. I mean, look, I could probably make a reference to um your podcast last time as well with the Swifties extra players. So fine. Yeah, it's yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're not all perfect. That's right. <laughs> Can't know it everything. A, it is a burden I must bear alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you can carry it for all of us then. <sighs>
Okay. Uh, any other questions? Don't think I have any. Do you have any I don't more? Think so. No. Uh, looks like the next thing on the docket uh, that you you two usually do is just get like a quick rundown on some of the standings and league leaders as we wrap up. Yeah, so maybe we'll just address um, the standings. We don't really need to look into league leaders, probably because none of us are on there. Um, That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, tell us about the ERA leaderboard if you just give it one of these. Invert it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Double digits. So in our minors standings, in our West Division, we have the Hepcats on uh, up first with the Wheelers. Uh, Firehawks, Armadillos and Bears. But a lot of those are doubled up, being like the same. So Hepcats sitting at first, Wheelers and Firehawks sitting at second together and Armadillos and Bears at third. Um, and then in the East Division, we've got uh, Kingpin, uh, King Pins, Lemurs, uh, Swift Steeds, Mounties and Dynamos, which kind of surprised me. Look, I know Dynamos haven't been great, but I didn't expect Mounties to be better than them. <laughs> Yeah, we've had some pretty bad sim luck. I also think it'll be interesting to look league-wide at how the expansion draft affects not only the majors teams, but the minors teams. So mm -hmm. I know, like, we were planning on having a killer rotation with Michael Knight Rider, Giuseppe Tosin as, like, the one-two punch. Uh, and I got called up earlier than expected, and uh, as did a bunch of other players. So yeah. it's been a combination of that and some pretty bad sim luck, I think. And look, realistically, if you look at the stand-ins between both divisions, it's Hepcats, Wheelers, Slash Firehawks, and then Kingpins, Lemurs. Like, they're not the last. They're just right. last in that division. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, last place is secured by your boy Wallaby, 11 <laughs> and 23. And Bears. Bears are there too. Yeah, but I feel bad about the Dillos. I don't feel bad about the Bears being last. <laughs> okay. You heard it here, folks. Folks. All righty. And, yeah, not probably much to do with this, uh, the leaderboards. Also, the longer we stay here, it's not what, like we're going to get paid anymore now anyway. <laughs> That's um, right. Let's wrap yep. it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a clock out, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> we have our... Majors, um, the, I, look, I really like these conferences. It just makes it a mouthful for a podcast. Yeah. It makes it great for PT writing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, being able to use up all those words. So we have uh, Legends East, Aviators, Voyagers, Crabs, Surge, um, Legends West, Sloths, Raptors, Makos, Vandals. Um, again, like these are pretty similar to what I said in my predictions. So I had aviators, voyages. I then had buffalo and then crabs. Oh, like, yeah, surgeon yeah, and crabs. I but they're the same wins and losses. So I just had it alphabetical, I guess. Um, and then again, the same with uh, vandals and makos being switched around the other way <laughs> um but that's a bit disappointing there for you dr k <laughs> yeah bottom of the <laughs> division for both my teams so probably not a coincidence that my pitcher also sucks, <laughs> but I, you know 
Whatever works. What could have happened to nominate here? <laughs> what could have caused this? He says, hiding his ERA under the rug. <laughs> Just keep that out. <laughs> Double digits. <laughs> Double digits. Okay, and then for our champions East, we have Apex Stars, Supernovas, and Demons. Um, and champions West, we have Rugaroos, Scorpions, Serpents, and. Tauros. So, look, I had um, my Champions West one is still correct, but my Champions East would be the biggest difference in all of them. And, look, I don't do simming and sim testing and all of that, so did not expect Apex to come out the way they have, which is good for them. So that's great to see. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody knew what was going to go on in that conference. Yeah, we still don't know what's going to go on in that conference. <laughs> but yeah. we do know the Champions West, Toro's locking in that first overall draft pick. What's up? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of double digits, you have not yet reached double digit wins. Uh, correct. I don't even have a joke for that. That's <laughs> just the truth. It just, it's, it is what it is. I think that one's probably the easiest division to have predicted at the start because yep. Rugers were stacked. Death Valley's always good. Serpents are new. And yep. Toros are actively imploding. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're a young team, aren't they? Uh, yeah, so the last two seasons combined or the last two drafts, I should say, combined, I think they had, I think, eight first-round draft picks or something. So yeah. we're we're really bad because we're comprised, like, at least half the team or something like that is just inactive bot accounts. <laughs> but it just gives you a standing that, like, you're all going to get good at the same time, and then you'll be a powerhouse. Yeah, like, in four to seven years, in that, like, rough window... We should win at least one. I, yep. I will be upsetty spaghetti if we don't. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's it for today. So it has been great to be able to spend this time with you and to be able to get to know a bit more about family therapy. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. This was uh, we said in one of the instances that you stepped away from the mic that with how personable the three of us are, this is just like one of the funniest episodes that at least we've recorded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been an absolute blast to be able to, yeah. to be on. Really bummed that Madison couldn't join us, but uh, we'll have to do something again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, we'll have to do that. Anyway, thanks for sticking around and listening, and I won't be self-deprecating. So there we go. <laughs> See you next week.